Another episode of Time to Wind Down. I'm your host Jeff Hall. With me tonight is going to be this is going to be fun. I can already tell because it's about music, which I like. It's going to be talking to a drummer. Uh, played attempted to play drums in high school, so you know we'll have a little bit of talk about there. Um, please welcome my guest tonight from the Sunday Music Soapbox Podcast, Chad Patesnick. Chad, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, when I was, you know, trying to find people to come join me and just to talk and, you know, you know, more or less wind down. Um, I've got, I guess tonight's is more of time to wind cooler down. Cause that's more or less what I'm doing instead of my usual wine, glass of wine that I have. Cause, um, cause when you have kids, you know, after they oh, go yeah. to bed, it's time to wind down. <laughs> so you just kind of oh, yeah. just chill and then have a drink and then. Yeah. That's okay. Something. Say that. That's a great title. Yes, thank Love you. It. I'm good with puns. <laughs> yeah. That's about, yeah. that's like, that's my superpower, whether you want to call it a superpower or not. That's sadly what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome, man. Hey, uh, I am so excited that you were able to join us because I love having people that, I love talking to people where I know I'm going to learn, like I already know ahead of time, I'm going to learn something because I, I, everybody likes to think they have a good taste in music. I'm fully aware I don't and I'm okay with that because I enjoy it and that's really all that matters. But when, you know, trying to talk to people about music or even playing music, I know I will learn something because I'm not the person to go to on it. Um, (laughs) Because I mean, I mean, it is what it is, but my ex-wife will actually be the first one to say I have terrible taste in music and she's not far off. Um, (laughs) I, I like to say I have an eclectic taste because I, I do like a wide range of music, but I don't, um, but I don't maybe like the same stuff she does, which is okay. Right um, so tell us a little bit about your podcast, um, Sunday Music Soapbox. Um, okay. So I, I've been doing music for a long time. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I started playing drums when I was about four uh, from a small town in Ohio, Canton, Ohio, and uh, grew up playing drums. And um, my whole life has been music. I mean, I, I've I've been to hundreds of concerts. I've met you know a bunch of people. I just grown up around it. I have all the and I over time, I, I've become kind of a music historian. Um, I taught. I, I currently teach at Bellevue Middle School. I'm the rock band director there. Okay, but, cool. Uh, that's my day gig, which I really love. Uh, before that, I was at, at a school called St. Pius the Tenth Catholic High School in Atlanta. And I taught, um, I taught band there, but I also was the basically music appreciation or music history teacher. Okay. And um, I just have, uh, you know, I feel like I have a vast library of stories to share musically. Um, I can talk with some of my, you know, current rock band students and they'll name an artist. And I have, I have some kind of link of story of something that I saw or uh, when I met that person or a fun, fun anecdote to share or, um, I'm, I'm, but I'm very nostalgic too. I'm very nostalgic with music history, um, you know. And, and as far as like, for example, like Jimi Hendrix. I mean, what a legend! What a gift that was put on this earth for such a short period of time, and with the impact that he made such a, a short period of time of his life. Just same with the Beatles, you know. But yeah. Um, 
it's just amazing to hear those things and, and just really dig into like the history. Um, there's a place here in Atlanta where like Jimi Hendrix played with like little Richard one time and it's oh. now like an old apartment building now. And there's some really cool history things. So all this inside of me, I like, you know, I had my good friend, Matt Krause, who uh, he runs a podcast called working drummer podcast okay. uh, with another guy named Zach Albetta, two great drummers. Um, Matthew Krause has been a national drummer for some time. And that's a very, it's an amazing podcast. And they've had amazing drummers, musicians on there. Um, so I kind of was listening to what he was doing and listening to his episodes. And then my, one of my former drum teachers started a podcast. And I was like, you know, I got to share some of these stories. I've got, I've got so many stories. It's like just tip the iceberg right now. But so I decided to start one in a, in a single night. I got on Anchor and uh, I downloaded them. Like, you know, I don't really have the time being um, busy, busy, you know, music educator during the day and then music drumming stuff in the evenings and, and other things. So I, you know, what's simple, what's quick, how can I start? So, um, and I always have these things. I have certain opinions about the music world, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just certain things about that strike me from time to time that I really feel strongly about that. I want to say something about. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to start a podcast and, um, Kind of, my grandfather was a preacher a long okay. time ago. He was, he was a chaplain in World War II, and uh, I don't know if that's the influence, but uh, you know, my father was not. Um, but I, I just like like to get up on my soapbox per se, talk about music. Now that being said, um, you know, my first couple things were about music, but then I recently swayed away from that and went to film because I've done a lot of background acting work. Okay, and um, so I've been on been on a couple of big things, and I've been lucky to be featured. So I was like we need to talk about that because that's fun too. So I, I called it Sunday music soapbox because my original intent was to be to preach about music and good things and the youth and music education and, and concert stories and memorabilia and all those things. And then I was like, well, now I feel kind of dumb that I called it that because I'm like, I have all these other stories too, because all these other things I'm doing, but I'm going to keep the title yeah, uh, because, because I do always end up coming back to music, even if I, sway away from that focus so i have a, a kind of a lot of music things i like to talk about and preach about and so that's hence sunday music soapbox and sunday was you know i was going to release them on sundays well that's not always the case but right i don't know it's it, it also i kind of like well should i change the name and i was like well some people you know sunday's the day they tune into their podcast they're cleaning around the house they're doing something so i'm just going to keep the title the way it is i i like the title um because when i think what because I, th I like it because when I think Sunday music soapbox, I'm like, okay, this sounds relaxed. Like this sounds like something you want to re sit, you know, you just chill because you know, you rest because Sunday's the day of rest. So you rest and relax and just listen to people talk about music and yeah. it just, or whatever. I mean, one thing about podcasts that is great is that it's, I mean, other than the fact that it is what you want it to be. I mean, you can make, and is that it can always evolve, you know, yeah. whatever you start with can always evolve into something else. And doesn't mean you necessarily need to change the title or anything, but it still can, um, you know, adapt to that, to what your main, I don't want to say thesis, but what your main uh, thing that you started with. So, yeah. and I was listening well, I to, know, I kind of know that, that, that music preaching thing is at, at my core somewhere. Yeah. So I know I'm always going to come back to that. Right. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, I was just going to mention, I was actually listening to the third episode, the one um, 
in what you were interviewing people about acting and background acting. I found that very fascinating seeing as my other podcast is a movie podcast. So of course I oh, found cool. that pretty, uh, pretty interesting and very fascinating. And, you know, Atlanta is the perfect place, you know, to be, um, if you want to yeah. get into stuff like that. I mean, Nashville's got it. It's got a decent market in that, but nothing, nowhere near what Atlanta has right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that, I was in Atlanta for 20 years and I, and I just really fell into all that towards the last, you know, two years. And I just big, a lot of work, big time. And I was like, oh, but I was, I knew I wanted to come to Ma Nashville to continue music and, um, you know, branch out and, and network. So, you know, but I do get back to Atlanta because my sons are here. And, there you go. Good. And your sons are held again? 22 and 18. That's, man. Yeah. Is that easy or like, is that easier as, you know, is that now that they're, you know, they're it college gets, age and they're yeah, out. I've always heard, I always used to ask people when they were younger, you know, that had older kids, like, does it get easier? Like, it's not necessarily easier. It just gets different, you know? Right. The focus is on different things, you know? Now it's like money and trying to make sure they have some money and make sure right. they, um, you know, they're doing well in college so far. I mean, Brandon, my other son's graduating with, of course, of all times needed a public health degree. Oh wow! Say, with honors, so maybe oh, wow. maybe maybe you get out there and get get things. Maybe you can help out in this uh, yes terrible situation we're in. But no uh, but uh, you know it's it's nice to be back here and um, so. But Nashville, I love. Uh, I moved there in July 2019. Um, but I've been visiting Nashville for uh, over a year before I moved there, and okay. um, I went to Americana Fest in 2018. I've been in Nashville before when I was in Drum and Bugle Corps. I marched oh, in Drum wow. years uh, back. Which one did you play with? Star of Indiana. There. Okay. Uh, so, um, and and uh, so I was, I went to Vanderbilt. So we marched at Vanderbilt Stadium when oh, I marched sweet. in 92. And um, I had really good memories of Nashville. And then I took my students um, in 2013, my St. Pius students, we went, took the marching band and we recorded at Third Band mm -hmm. Records and made, made, a, made a seven oh, nice. inch final record and um we had a great experience and and you know that was a neat thing because jack white was there happened to be there and he oh wow hung out That's with the kids cool. and it was I, we might have been one of the first marching bands to record at third man records i'm not sure but it was a special day so uh, nashville's always kind of called to me and I, every time i would come back something you know a new connection or something would happen or some you know and, and I, I found that if you're, you're you're just yourself and you're a good person and you're supportive of other people and um you know, things can, things can work out for you. You just have to be patient. You know, there's right. a lot of people, come, a lot of people come like Los Angeles, probably a lot of people come yep. to Nashville with these dreams. And I see all these posts like, Hey, I'm moving to Nashville. Looking up, I'm looking to hook up with other musicians. How do I make it big? It's like, Oh, come on. You know, you, you, there's no quick answer to that nope. at all. You know, um, <laughs> you go American where Idol or the boys, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> go where your heart tells you to go, make yep. a change and be patient, be a good yep. person and be consistent. And so that's, that's what I've been doing and everything's been going great natural. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just the industry is shut down right now. It's really, you know, it's tough for everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's so, but I, I'm hoping that we'll get back to um, at some point, we'll get back to some normalcy, whatever that is, but right. uh, it's it, right for the time being, I've just been in Atlanta quarantining here. So, okay. Um, just in case, I, you know, I didn't know if anything was going to get really crazy, you know, right. I mean, this got really worse and they, I don't know, would they shut down borders? You know, I couldn't come to Georgia or something, you know? So, yeah, no, um, so I just want to make sure I was down here right where, near my son's horse. And it's, that's especially in Atlanta where the CDC is. So yeah. that's, that's probably smart thinking uh, yeah, for sure. 
Wow. Um, do your sons, are they musically inclined, so to speak, or are um, they, is that, or they got, you know, it's one of those things where they just have other interests. No, I, I mean, I think there's such a thing as like a music gene that you might pass on a little bit. Um, yeah. Like Brandon, my older son, he played, um, he started out playing uh, bass guitar in like his youth, uh, mm-hmm. church group organization and he was you know doing really well was kind of sitting in and and enjoyed that but then he um when i was a band director in atlanta mm-hmm. uh, both of my sons were in my band so they both went to st pius okay and so so i was very blessed to like ha- i got to teach them in the band yeah which was great a lot of times and a couple times it was pretty challenging uh, right you know if you have father son things in front of the whole class you try not to have those so um but um justin was a was a was Justin played percussion and he, he uh, was really talented. He didn't have to practice a whole lot and he could pick things up quickly, Okay. but he never, he never really went further than, you know, than, than, than he could probably, yeah. you know, he, he just kind of did enough to get by and, and, and did a really good job in the drum line there. And uh, Brandon played trumpet and uh, he played a little bit of uh, mellophone, which is marching French okay. horn yeah. style. And, um, but they, but Brandon was actually into sports and lacrosse. He was a big lacrosse okay. St. Pius um they're both really good soccer players um i'm proud of them but uh brandon was really in the lacrosse but then he went into college and decided not to do lacrosse because he wasn't happy with the uh the lacrosse club i guess at georgia state and gotcha. all his buddies were playing at the one at georgia tech which, which is really hot i guess i don't know okay and um anyway so musically inclined a little bit of sports there too okay that's cool my son he likes to like he likes a lot of things he's extremely smart he's nine um he is sort of learning how to play guitar. Um, he was at uh, some sort of guitar tabs on like YouTube or something. I, I forgot. There's some like learning program and he's got a guitar at his mom's and uh, trying to get him to practice some more. We're looking at trying to get him lessons, but he also does martial arts. Oh, nice. um, of course he hasn't been with the shutdown and everything, obviously. Um, we've been doing like zoom classes and recording videos and submitting them that way he can still get credit for class um but usually that's like mondays and saturdays which and then my daughter dances so that's also two days a week so trying to find time to do lessons is just oh yeah uh, but i also want to kind of play he likes playing soccer i also try and want to get him back into that but it's just like you know only so much scheduling you can do um, no, I, I remember those years too. That that's a great age, and and you're active. You want to keep your kids involved in something, keep them out of trouble, and that, and that sounds like you're doing the right thing. You got, you got them, you know, involved in something, and yeah, it's a lot. I, I it is. It, he, I, I uh, but he wants to learn, so we're we're trying to encourage him to be sure he's practicing. Um, I was like, practice at your mom's, and then if you want to, you could bring it over here anytime you want and practice here. You know, I don't want you to think. I mean, just ten minutes away. So. Oh yeah. Um, well, that. that Kind of like um, the what I've been because I've been teaching you know recently the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks we've been teaching my rock band classes online, and it's really to connect with the kids and we go over a couple like here's some new chords check this out let me see you play it, um, but you know they're just happy to be online with their you know I'm happy to be online with them and I think right. they're happy to be online with me we miss you know rocking out live in the classroom we have a right. really cool um, portable uh, to ourselves that's our rock band portable and I customized it it's amazing. Um, it's got all types of cool music memorabilia in there and it's got guitars hanging all over the walls. It's just a fun right. place to be. We miss that. But, uh, I just have them, you know, uh, well, the one thing I tell them is the tunes that we like work on, I'm like, here's, here's the YouTube links for like the how to videos, you know, 
And then I also tell kids, you know, you can go to speed and slow it down, you know, like anything that anybody's playing, I always tell them to hit at least 0.75, like slow the thing down. Yeah. So he talks slower, hands move slower, even slower if you want. And, uh, you know, that's their version of in, in my day, we had records, we had to slow yeah, down. Exactly. You know, 45 down to 33 or 33 down to 18 or whatever to try and learn a drum riff. Uh, riff. Yeah. But um, that's, I mean, it's amazing what the technology with kids have these days. I mean, they have no idea how good they have it. They're so spoiled, you know? Yeah. Um, they can learn so much. You know, you see all these amazing musical prodigies and they're like, who'd you study with? And they're like, I just learn on YouTube. It's like, what? I mean, I think that takes some natural ability. I think, I think at every point, some, you know, some students need a personal, like a mentor or a teacher mm -hmm. in person to kind of show the passion. So that's, I'm really good at showing passion in the classroom for music and getting excited about it, show them how to get that performance level out of them. Um, but some people can just like, boom, pick it up, look at it. Like, you know, it's, yeah. so I, anything he's, you know, using on YouTube or anything that's, um, there's also, uh, I think it was called, is a whole guitar program where you guys, all the tablatures that you, you know, yeah. I want to, uh, it, it's guitar.com. I can't remember. I have to look it up. Um, it's not on the top of my head right now, but that's another thing that some students use. Anyway, I think my son uses, I think it's called guitar tuna. Oh, oh I think I'm thinking of guitar pro is what I was thinking okay. of. I think that's, and, um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot, of, I'm sure there's a lot of programs out there. Um, guitar pro is really neat too. I, there's in fact of the school that I just came from St. Pius, they are actually one of the only few, few high schools in the nation that have a full-fledged guitar program. Oh, cool. Beginning intermediate advanced guitars. And he's got guitar pro Brian Kennedy's the instructor. There is incredible. He's got guitar pro up on the, um, the, the video board mm -hmm. and the kids are like all as a group, like 40 of them looking at the tablature going by for the songs and working on songs. It's, That's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> We've some bounce from when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, I think actually we didn't even, to my knowledge, we only had like, because I did marching band three of my four years in high school. I played, I'm using air quotes for audio purposes. Air quotes, I played percussion. Um, Where'd I you go? Drum, I, I was in the pit. So I played all the like auxiliary percussions. Were you in Missouri or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kickapoo High School, Springfield, Missouri. I know the name. Class of 96. <laughs> um, but I played three, the my, three years my senior year i just i hated i i did not like the music selection whatsoever yeah i was like i i can't do this i'm like it's my senior year i'm not gonna be it's so bad i'm like oh, I'm, oh i understand so I, so I dropped out which was fine because because there were two years i took a trip and that year they were doing hawaii and my brother was a freshman that year and he also played drums and he made drum one he was he played snare one year played bass one year and then played quad i think he played snare two years no he was in the pit freshman year, uh, sophomore base, uh, junior year snare, senior year quads. So he literally did went through the, played one of everything. He's he was a lot more talented. Did you get uh, to go to Hawaii? That's the more no no no. I well here's the thing. It's so my you know single mom. So she was going to pay for you know to pay for two kids to go to Hawaii. <laughs> it's asking a lot. Um, it was, I think it was like $1,500 for the trip. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? I don't like this. I don't like the, uh, so I'm not really into this, this show this year. I'm perfectly fine. Not good. But why don't you want, I'm like, I don't, it's okay. I'm not like, what, don't you think you'll it's regret funny. it? 
I'm like, yeah, like I'm your perspective at your perspective at that age. You look back now and you're like, what was I thinking? You know? No, I'm still like Maybe. okay with it. I'm still like okay yeah. that I didn't go. Like I'm, yeah. you know, if it it would have been somewhere I like I've really wanted to go, then yeah. But I mean, oh yeah, okay. you know, Fair I was enough. okay Fair with enough. it. So I, you know, tried to save her some money. She ended up getting me uh, tickets to go see David Copperfield, the magician, when he came in through town. Yeah. Um, while they were, you know, while my brother was on their trip because she wanted me to, you know, do something. Like, all right. I actually had a good time. It was actually a lot of fun, cool. you know. Uh, cool. he, put, he put on a pretty good show, you know, even though you know it's illusions, but it still was very well done. Like, it's nice uh, he had to master down at least <laughs> um well, it's, it's interesting how how you're talking about you know like the music the reason why you left the ba band was the music right and yeah. it's and it's different strokes for different folks for me anytime i left something it's because um maybe the the teacher that i had who i liked a lot yeah. had left that's what right. a lot of people do or, or or you have a conflict with the teacher or yeah. um so i marched i had marched drumline earlier um, in South Florida when I was 16 with a group was called the Florida wave. And, um, they had this really cool, really cool tropical Latin vibe. They've mm -hmm. been around for a while. They were the Florida vanguards before that. Um, and then they became Florida wave. And, um, we almost broke into the top 12 that year. Uh, and I was going to march again the next year. And then, you know, in, a, in the same kind of vein, like my, my drum instructor left and I was like, that's it for me. You know, yeah. like I, there was no question, like I wasn't coming back. Right. Uh, and, and I tried, I actually tried to go to a camp or two and I, I just, I wasn't digging it. I wasn't vibing. And so I, I hear you on the music, you know, it's different yeah. strokes for different folks. Yeah. And like, I liked my, our marching band uh, teacher. He, he's actually retired. Well, is he retiring? I think he's, re he's either retiring or he's leaving. I think he's retiring. He's taking a music job at a college. So he's retiring from high school and then taking a different yeah. gig. So, um, but he's been there 20 something years now. Cause that was, cause he came in, uh, his first year was my freshman year. So 92, 93, and he's just now leaving. So he's been there a good minute. Um, so yeah, I just wasn't with it. So, which was fine. And then I went on, I did journalism, did that, you know, uh, had fun with that and went on, did a couple other things. And, you know, I still attempt to play drums from time to time, not any time recent, but you know, it's, hey, I still it's enjoy great, it and not, you know, I'd love for my son to pick it up, but, uh, yeah. hey man, it's it, never too, never too old to play drums, man. Let yeah. it out, get that energy out and enjoy it. Right. And the thing is I never could learn to play kit. I can, I just was one of those kids that cannot. I couldn't like, I can multitask, but I can't make my foot. I can't make the bass drum and the rest of my body work at the same time. I can never get that down, no matter how many lessons. You're I even tried alone. switching feet. I even You're tried switching feet. A lot of a lot of people have that with the drums. They like I, you know, but you know, you played some accessory stuff. You played, you did some stuff. Yeah, like I could do hi hat and everything else, but I can't do bass drum. I, like I even tried switching feet to see if that was like, well, if I could play <laughs> hi hat, I should be able to do bass drum, and I just couldn't. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I, I give up. Yeah, I'll just I'll just admire the great you know, some of the good ones. Um, so as someone who is a drummer, um, who are some of your favorites? Like, um, well, you know, what's funny is, um, when my mother was, uh, well, my parents, uh, from a very conservative small town, Ohio, like I said, Canton, Ohio, yeah. and they're really cool parents. I must say, well, at a time too, when music was 
mm-hmm. you know, at its best. Um, I mean, there's still great music, forgive me, but, um, you know, my parents were into James Brown. They went to see James Brown a couple times, you know, yeah. uh, that, and I, I think my, my mother was a lot into listening to that kind of music and they're into really great soul music. They loved it. They had a lot of spirit. And I think that's probably when I went, when I think back, um, I'm sure she was listening to James Brown records and that uh, of the like when she was pregnant with me that I definitely heard that beat or I felt it. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. but before I came out and, uh, and it was always around the house. And even um, so uh, I would, you know, the, the early drum, you know, the drummers for James Brown, um, you know, Clyde Stubblefield and Jabo Starks are, 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 you know, just so amazing of what they did, how they drove James Brown's bands and the beats that they played that have been sampled on, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of records, you know, hip hop records, other kind of records. Um, and there's a really cool independent film called Give the Drummer Some that's a tribute to Clyde Stubblefield, one of the James Brown okay. But um, I actually got to meet them one time. I, I'll never forget it. I was, uh, I was there. I, I worked at this uh, drum store in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. I went to Ohio State University. And after that, I was I was working there, and um, and uh, I I got this call. There was a, a drum rep for Yamaha drums that that was kind of coming in the store and he was a nice guy and i don't know why he called me maybe i'm the only one he could get that day and he goes hey chad he's like yeah i said you want to come meet clyde and jabo i'm like what he's like clyde and jabo they're at the hotel we're just chilling here they're going to catch their flight in about two or three hours if you can get here i'll introduce you to him i'm like you know like threw the phone down got in my car drove there <laughs> um and it was weird because i was there i am sitting in a hotel room sitting on the bed next to Clyde Stubblefield, Jabo Starks, and they were nice to me because, you know, the drum rep guy was, uh, I think his name was Mike Johnson. He's a really nice guy. He was nice enough to introduce me. And uh, I was just like, wow. you know, I didn't really, I don't, I remember not saying that much because, you know, you, yeah. if, you, if you don't really have anything to talk about, you just, you know, and after a while it was kind of odd. So I was like, okay, well, nice to meet you. And I just ducked out of there. But um, there's uh, Steve Ferroni, um, who, who's been playing with Tom Petty and, uh, a lot of people, but originally, um, my first concert was average white band with wild cherry. Okay. Um, I was five years old, mm-hmm. but, um, my father took me to that in Cleveland and Steve Ferroni was, if you listen to, there's a live average white band album, which was recorded partially there at, at Cleveland at that night I was there and some other nights. He's just so funky. He's his pocket his everything. So he's, he's, those are like my roots drummers, you know, and um, but my my legends are, um, you know, Stuart Copeland from the Police. Mm-hmm. Um, how he can be so spontaneous. Um, he grew up in a different different areas of Europe as his dad was with the CIA, so he lived in like Lebanon, I think, for a while. Then he lived over here. Then he lived in England, and then he, you know, he got influenced by all these different rhythms that he was hearing from. And um, he's he's a big influence, of course. Please, one of my favorite bands, as as most drummers probably. And Stuart Copeland, so spontaneous on the drums and amazing. Um, uh, another one would be um, I was trying to think. What I was going to say uh, it's it's all over the map. There's so many great yeah. ones. You know, um, there's there's depends on where you break it down. I mean, John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. He's one yeah. of the. My sister just got me the coolest John Bonham shirt. I I'd never seen one like it. It's a side profile of him and it's got uh-huh. his nickname Bonzo on it. And I was like, my sister like hit the nail on the hammer with that gift. That was, amazing. there you go. But uh, he, he, you know, his sound 
if you listen to John Bonham play drums, and if you listen, there's some isolated drum tracks out there, uh, like Whole Lot of Love. Yeah. If you just listen to the, what he's doing, like literally, he he's a precursor to like funky hip hop drum, like vibe, like like he was playing with feel, so much feel and funk for a rock drummer, right? Somebody who would just mm-hmm. normally normally be like boom, tack a boom, tack a boom, tack me, right? He he just has so much feel and shuffle and what he's doing. He was genius. I mean, he's he's is an innovator and, and you listen to some of those like whole lot of love drums only or like fool in the rain drums only. Oh my gosh, that could be my ringtone. It's <laughs> it just puts you in a trance how amazing the drums sound, what he's playing, and um, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's a lot of great drummers. Um yeah, so for me, it's always been kind of hard to just be like, okay, who are some, like, if someone were to ask me, I'm like, well, I can only really think of two, but so the weird thing is with me, with music, I can like completely respect a band for their, for their importance to, to the history of music and their impact and who they influenced and how they influenced, but not like their music. Does that make sense? Like, the Beatles, not a huge Beatles fan. I like a few, but I, beyond the moon, have more respect, <laughs> you know, because I understand the importance that they've brought, or even the Rolling Stones, not real big. But again, I understand their importance in the history of music and what they brought and and how important their music is to all the other bands and performers that yeah. they do like. I mean, everybody stood on the Beatles' shoulders because they they – innovated how you can record in the studio there and they were masterful songwriters you know I, I too like you i am not uh I, I know people that are crazy beatles fans and, mm-hmm. and i i love i honestly i could say now i will say before i say that i need to go back and listen to the entire beatles catalog again spend some more time with it you know and, and marinate in it a little bit more yeah. But I, I literally probably have ten Beatles songs that I love that I that I that I dig and what Ringo Starr is doing on drums and the whole band. I, I same thing with you. I tell my students when I teach them, you know, the most masterful songwriters on the earth. They are the reason why we have great songs today because everybody, you know, took what they did and okay, let's let's imitate what they did or try, you know, make our own thing, but make sure it's like the Beatles did it right. in a way. And um and their innovations in recording and and everything I, I mean they're just they're they're legendary and and um not my favorite cup of tea but I'm very respectful same thing with me I'm pretty sure sh- so correct me if I'm wrong on this so for some reason this pops in my head because I read it in like a modern drummer magazine twenty something years ago yeah um Ringo was the first one to play was it left or right. Or right to what the opposite of what was normally being taught because he was I want to say left to right because he was left handed. Well I was thinking it was yeah, I think it was maybe I think so I'm not a Ringo specialist. Yeah, I know who is. Quest love if you ever get him. Yeah, you're, but, sure, uh, sure. But I I'm pretty sure he was one of the ones that kind of was playing, you know, yeah. leading with his left. Yeah. That I know of, you know, and uh, I but you know, I, I don't want to speak for any of the Ringo experts out there. Right, right, right. Well as far as what I know. Yeah, because that's I don't know why that fact stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, even, I have no. I was like, oh, well, that's pretty neat. <laughs> like, and a lot of a lot of people give him a bad give him a bad rap, but you know he he he's 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 a, an example of 
the best way, the best thing a drummer can do is serve a song. And that's yeah. what I try and do when I get sessions or live or, you know, serve the song. And, he, and it's like, if you can't notice, really don't notice that the drummer is there and the song is hitting you, except for the moments you want. A right. drum that's masterful drumming. And that's Ringo did. And then also his playing like on, I think, think ticket to ride he does some really cool stuff with both hands he's like like really fast and you'd never notice it if you didn't stop and pay attention to it or see it on the video you'd never think about it oh he's just going bubba bubba like two hands no he's going like the same thing with two hands yeah just you know just like crazy cool stuff in these in these beautiful pop songs that they wrote pop at the time right um he's he's a legend man yeah so two of my favorite so in yeah, who are you? Uh, high school, college, more probably. I think it's, yeah, high school, college. Uh, Carter Beaufort was one of my favorites from Dave Matthews. Oh, yeah. As a jam band style, but also just having seen him, I think two, two or maybe three times. Uh, I think just two. Um, just watching him is just, you know, not only just fun to watch, but it's, you know, you really get to see how almost effortless it is. At yeah. his style of playing and um and you know how, how big of a component he really is to that band other yeah. than just dave singing and so he was one i'm like i always just kind of i could watch anytime and just have a blast and then now pretty much later on and then since now still hands i will you know for me hands down one of my favorite drummers to watch and just being all of is watching Travis Barker play oh, at yeah. any given time. Yeah. Cause I've seen him play f- live, I think five or six times now. Oh, and yeah. I'm always just amazed. Uh, I'm always just amazed at watching him play. And then he popped one show we were at, uh, he popped up for his solo uh, song. He did like not eight feet from us. And I about fell out. Cause I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And I was watching yeah. him just, go to town i'm just like you know i was just i'm just watching have you seen him have you seen him do the marching stuff he's been on yes he's got a yeah he's Uh, got a uh video with him and another guy where they have a yeah uh, and i didn't know what's funny is i knew he had hella chops like i knew he could throw down with his hands and like i thought maybe you know i don't know i mean i have to look because i don't know i i like his playing He's, he's he's a beast he is um but i haven't got that much into him i wasn't into that band as much um but he's a total beast i, I wonder if he, he ever maybe marched yes it, it seems like with his hands it looks like yeah that he has he some plays. of that drum drum rudiment background maybe yeah. it would make sense that he was in drum on at one time he's picking all this stuff with byos those cool videos so i like to have a conversation with him sometime if i ever have a chance to meet him which he's mega rock star yeah. but uh you know sometimes you know, but you never know I've, I've met a lot of people been able to talk to him but yeah he's he's really really a uh, really talented guy for sure oh he's <laughs> like yeah and just in the fact that he's so diverse too because he'll he'll pop on someone's track be a feature on someone's track yeah and you'd be like really this and then they're just like yeah well you like one be- person to rap hip-hop or even just somebody just pop and just he doesn't care he'll just it's like oh you want me to play yeah sure <laughs> yeah and yeah. uh it's i think his son is kind of picked that up too um i think i saw a video where landon was playing now too so nice i mean what yeah. better teacher can you get <laughs> except maybe hey dad pass it on to the kids yeah a lot yeah. of people doing that a lot of people doing that um so uh before we get you know 
before we get going, I got some, what I refer to as just some silly questions, more or less that I just ask, because usually I just kind of keep it conversational. But one day I just started thinking of these questions that most people don't get asked, um, I don't think. And I was like, you know what, I'll just start adding this as kind of the tail end part of the conversation. Um, and there's, there's like six or seven. Um, what skill would you like to learn that you don't, obviously that you don't know how to do? Like, is there something, some sort of skill or some sort of thing that you're like, you know what, I really would like to learn how to do this. And I just, you just don't have the time. I would say like how to work on cars, but then again, I have to like value my hands. <laughs> you yeah, know? Exactly. Like I always thought about that. I love to be able to like change my own oil or do something. I mean, that's not that hard to change oil, but uh, get down and dirty with cars. But like, I, then I'm like, I can't cause I got to protect these. You know? Right. Uh, but it would be cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I've been trying to learn more guitar, you know, now that I've been teaching rock band, I've always been a closet guitarist and I could rock out on bar chords and a couple of cards, chords, but I've been, trying to push myself with learning more chords that way. Um, I do want to uh, scuba dive. I wanna, do want to learn how to scuba dive. Okay. Um, I grew up in South Florida. I was always at the Keys. I was always at the beach. I, I've gone snorkeling on reefs. I've been, you know, done all that snorkeling in Mexico, snorkeling in Florida, but uh, I've never, and I've, I've used a tank like in, 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 you know, like 10 feet of water in like the bay. Yeah. But I've never gone down like the compression there. And my, right. one of my, so one of my bucket list things yeah. is, uh, my grandfather when he was World War II chaplain, I mentioned um, yeah. they're out in the Philippines on this island called Espiritu Santos. And uh, it's now called Vanuatu or something like that. Anyhow, when the war was over, they pushed, um, environmentalists are like, oh, we'll cringe when they hear this. But they pushed all this, these tanks, jeeps, and a couple of planes oh, yeah. off the ship to lighten the load. They, they had to bring all the stuff back and they didn't, and they, they tried to sell it to the locals, whatever. So there's a dive place in Vanuatu over there in the Philippines area you, you know it'd take forever to get there out there I'm sure but I love my bucket list is to be able to scuba dive out there and see that World War II wreck you know and all this yeah. stuff out there just so that's one thing I you know maybe maybe before it's all said and done I'll, I'll get to do that uh, but I have no scuba certification as it were right now you got plenty of time <laughs> yeah maybe hopefully. um so I'm sure you, even if you don't do this just kind of hypothetical. If you don't have a go-to karaoke song, because not everybody does karaoke, if you did, what would it be? It would have to be something from my favorite band, my, my favorite rock band, which is Helmet. Okay. I don't know if you remember them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just, there's something about the band and the songs, and I, I could listen to the records and albums and just, um, and it's intense. Um, not a lot of singing per se. The right. album that they put out called Betty has some more singing style, but right. it would have to be something there. It's, that's a funny question because I was at a karaoke bar a couple years ago with a friend and we were looking for something to do and I just couldn't find a song that I wanted to sing. Yeah. I was, and, and he went like twice and I was like, ah, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so yeah, anything, something by the rock band Helmet, which, you know, you younger people are like, who? Yeah, no, I actually remember them. This is going to be because my, your, your, your thing, your brain works going straight to music somehow, bringing it to music. Mine goes yeah. to movies. And I remember oh. them being on the Judgment Day, Judgment Day soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just another victim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's, it's, I don't know. Like that's, and you said helmet. I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember they had a track on the Judgment Day soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I had that soundtrack growing up. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're they're still out there doing it. They're, they're, I've, I've yeah. become friends with uh, those guys, and um, we did a project or two together. And um, they're, they're just, you know, it's funny. Uh, they're just an amazing rock band, still are. And they, they've influenced a lot of people. A lot of people, even that are around now that are in the mainstream, they're like, they, they recognize that band as a big influence. So Awesome. Um, what is something that most kids learn, but you never did? Um, most kids like in, in specific, just in general, uh, like, like riding a bike, ice skating, roller skating, stuff like most that. Kids, most kids learn, but I never did. If you can't think well, of anything, it's okay. Well, I, I probably learned, I think I'm pretty sure I learned how to tie my shoes wrong and I still mm -hmm. time wrong. Um, like there's a right way to do it. Yeah. You pull the loop through. Yeah. I don't do it like that. I, I tie my shoes completely different. Um, and I, I remember, I think I, I remember trying to learn it. I couldn't, and I just figured it out my own way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that works. That just works. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Um, Got original shoelace style, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll be switching. I'm old enough. I'm switching to Velcro shoes soon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I started, so no lie. Because even in kindergarten, I was, I was, a, I was uh, already thinking because in kindergarten we had a, I can still remember it too. Uh, we had a, we used to have a race. We'd all throw our shoes in the pile in the middle of the circle. And then we'd have to race to go get our shoes and then tie them. Yeah. But I would either wear boots or and then uh, when they told me I couldn't wear boots anymore, I had my mom get me Velcro shoes. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Way so to go, just, man. Just so I could win the race. Not, not for any game. other reason. They're like, yeah, no, you can't. And so they finally sent a no home saying they can do that. <laughs> We're trying to teach man. him how to tie his shoe when he keeps <laughs> Pretty crappy though. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you were, you were intuitive. You were good, good imagination. I, I was, yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what's the last thing you were, you recommended to somebody? It could be either a book, a TV show, a movie, obviously music, even. I re I recommended to my students to practice. There you go. That was the biggest thing. Um, last thing I recommended to somebody Man, I'm always doing that. I am always doing that. Um, I think it was a band. Uh, oh, the band. I think they're called the Mystery Lights. It's my son told me about them, a band. And I was telling my music students about a band called the Mystery Lights. Another one was a, a band called Black Midi from the UK. They're crazy good and new. Um, so I'm always, I'm always, it's always music, man. I'm always, that's, okay. that's my life. I'm gonna check. I'm writing it down so I can check it out. So, cause I'm yeah. I'm always in the mood for uh, new music. Just kind of check. Yeah, it black out. black mini reminds me of uh, man. They're like a progressive jazz rock band with like a newer version of like a newer modernized version of Les Claypool from Primus on the vocals. Uh -huh. Kind of kind of disturbed slightly vocals. Yeah, but the band is is smoking. It, it's a really cool sound, and I I you know it's hasn't been a lot of original things i mean there's there's thousands and thousands of groups out there that are amazing, right but um yeah i'm always recommending music something new yeah um i've been listening or not really listening re-listening i guess because i'd never really give this album a chance because i didn't really like it at first and now i've grown to appreciate it more as i've gone back and listened to it for whatever reason um the band bleachers uh jack antonoff's band that he formed after fun broke up uh, yeah I've, I've heard of them but I've, i haven't i've got to check out their it's, stuff it's very like 80s ish um yeah. in a in a way it it's, has a lot of 
like you can tell that's where the influence comes from um but it's like a lot of rock too and it's um the strangers the first album's really good um lyrics are very well done i mean at least i can connect with them but the second album uh gone now i was like i don't really like this one like i like the previous you know i want it to be more of the previous one but yeah. one thing you have to i always had to kind of remind myself well then they're not really growing into as a band if they're just repeating what they made on the previous album yeah true yeah yeah a um, lot of people but, a lot of people when bands do that would change you know they lose fans but then they gain other fans yeah so but i ended up really now that i've gone back to it i've been listening to it a lot more and then i've gone uh gone back and listened to his older stuff when he was with a band called steel train which i remember having the first album like i don't remember the band sounding like this at all but i'm probably i'm trying to convince myself i'm just getting confused with a different band i'm not yeah. sure sorry um, yeah. no you're good um so anyways uh i really enjoy them right now it's kind of what i'm i guess listening to at the moment uh and then uh, and then uh let's see the last thing that was recommended to you other than what i just said <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a uh last thing was recommended to me get a haircut okay <laughs> no i, did, I mean i actually did yeah. my own <laughs> i'm gonna think what else um i i don't know I, it's okay. it's a lot of i probably music i mean that could have been it my yeah. son would that be your son's music i mean it's it's always music yep um so this one's just kind of just stupid <laughs> right. are you superstitious or just a little stitious kind of um, in the office I always, always, that's funny. I always stop and think about things, you know? Yeah. I'm always like, if I see like there's a, maybe a logical coincidence that, yeah. you know, um, you know, like there's a lot of, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I'm superstitious all the way. I'm, 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 a, I'm definitely a little stitious for sure. Yeah. I'm, okay. For, maybe in between those two. I don't know. Maybe more medium. Meaty stitious. Meaty There we go. Um, and then, uh, last question with a follow-up, uh, one question, one question you wished, uh, people would ask you like, you're like, you know, which somebody would actually ask me that. Cause that'd be a good question. Or I've got an answer. Um, what I wish they would ask me. Hmm. Um, I, I mean, I like talking about everything. I, I, I like, um, I like talking about the stuff like on the set of Ozark and Stranger Things, you know, I get a lot of questions from kids, but not a lot. You'd be surprised how many people haven't seen Stranger Things, like especially right. older people. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I like, I like, I like talking about some of those experiences and those are, those are fun. Um, and I just like, love sharing those things, you know, yeah. cause I was lucky enough to, to do those things. So um, I, th those kind of things where I, you know, or, or anything about, um, if we're talking about music and it's something that I have an antidote, like I said, about that artist or something. Uh, oh, something Ozzy. Oh, I met Ozzy. Let me tell you the story. You know, so yeah. that's, that's more coincidental, but uh, yeah, I, I like talking about the film stuff along with music too. Okay. What's one. And then the follow-up is uh, what question, what question do you wish people would stop asking you? Um, oh, let's see. Other than your students saying, can I turn this in light? <laughs> yeah yeah uh uh well the big one is what are we doing today in class oh, yeah. that's, that's that's the big one um stop asking me um i'm sure that let me think uh 
Um, I don't know. I my kids have been asking me about Stranger Things four. Yeah, and I'm I'm supposed to do some background work on that, and that's oh, cool. hey, yeah. are you doing that again? You know, but but mostly mostly it's in class when when teaching. You know, yeah. What are we doing today? You know, it's like it's, same thing we do every day. We're learning exactly. how to play music. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna learn. Y'all gonna learn today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Um, well, Chad, this has been fun. Um, yeah, it's been great, and um, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, why don't we before we before we go, uh, go ahead and uh, plug your podcast. Um, anything else? Any yeah. social media you want to? What your? Yeah, well, no, my about? podcast is Sunday Music Soapbox, and again, it's brand new. It's from the ground up. It's it's not the hi-fi, beautiful, uh, wonderful audio quality and studio setting that you have. It's a very off-the-cuff thing, and and forgive me if the audio levels aren't perfect, but um, some great stuff on there. I've got I interview uh, Kyle, the drummer from Helmet. I've got funny music stories to tell. Of course, we talk about those are Stranger Things. The next episode that's coming out is uh, with this uh, great guy named Joe Waller. He was a uh, Ohio skateboard uh legend guy and he also played in a really cool band that uh went on tour with the warped festival uh in his first incarnation he's sponsored by vans so uh he's from my hometown uh canton ohio maslin ohio area and so i just met him a couple years ago and we hit it off so i was like man i gotta get you on for podcast so that that episode's coming up and um my instagram is at cp drumming and i do a lot of uh mural drumming where i take i take my drum kit out in front of murals all over atlanta and different places um i got to do some in nashville by the way i'm still just mm-hmm. new there um and i do mural drumming and i just do like random beats whatever the art strikes me whatever that mood is and uh so i do that that's fun on instagram and uh, my website cpdrumming.com awesome that is awesome um i actually watched one of the mural ones uh oh, cool. yeah 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 it's pretty cool i dig it it's- that's that's pretty invented. Yeah, that's and that's a good place because you got awesome visual behind you to go with the sound, and then uh, the one where you're playing where it's kind of a little more isolated, it gets a lot more reverb, and it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's uh, one my favorite one that just got uh, shared by some big food eatery. I don't know, they got yeah. there however many hits. Is I'm playing at the Waffle House Museum, and which oh, okay. is indicator right down the road from where I, where I am here. Okay. And, uh, it's a, and I, my, this is the, my nephews came, my nephew came to visit and I'm like, I'm taking this. And I was like, what? I'm like, would you like to see the original Waffle House? They're like, what? <laughs> so I, I had to do a video there. So I've got yeah. a couple of videos where I'm like waffle beats and I'm playing and you know, nice. Um, speaking of, I'm, uh, to relate it back, I'm playing yeah. superstitious on, on the drums. On nice. That waffle, so maybe I am a little bit more suspicious than I live on. <laughs> superstitious. I am suspicious for sure. Yeah. Sorry. Superstition. There you go. Awesome. Uh, Chad, thank you again for joining us. This, this was fun. What, like thank I said, you. like I knew it would be. And Perfect. everybody, well, I guess we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. What?